Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the In General Podcast. My name's Jack and I'm joined with the original podcast trio, Assis and Chris. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello, hello. I'm back. It's uh, It's been a long time since we've all spoken. Since we've all been on a podcast together. Yeah, the podcast has been, a, it's been gone, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not really any other way of explaining it. It has been gone. <laughs> I mean, put it mildly, we've been uh, busy, right? We've been uh, taking a hiatus, yeah. refreshing ourselves, if you will, you know? Yeah. yeah, I think um, the past year, past year has been busy, uh, independently, uh, you know, outside of the website as well for many people. So it was just one of those things. I think it's uh, some sometimes people. I, I mean, I've seen a number of comments online now that kind of assume that we're now in the back pocket of Universal or we're getting paid <laughs> or something, you know. And it <laughs> is wish. disheartening sometimes seeing that. You know, we've I've worked on this website personally since two thousand eight. It's over eight yes. year, uh, over ten years now. You guys have been in not long after that. There's a huge team of people all working for free uh, yep. behind Jurassic Outpost and have done for 10 plus years. Um, so it's kind of, well, you know, Outpost, I mean, Outpost uh, alone is what, five, six years now? Yeah. It, um, yeah. yeah. Before Outpost that, we obviously, been, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's still kind of new though. Like, so sometimes it's disheartening to see comments like that just assuming that because we went quiet or because we were a little bit in a lull, it's like, yeah, I mean, the people that run this website also have lives yeah. outside of the, uh, outside of the World Wide Web. It's, it's really, it's tough to, um, well, I mean, even so, it's tough to even on the best of terms make time for Outpost, um, especially because mm-hmm. news and um, content it doesn't really follow your schedule. But then on top of that, things like the podcast. I mean, we all live in different. All three of us are in different countries, and all three of us are in uh, different time zones. Yep. And, it can, and and that doesn't even when you bring in Ryan, yeah. who's the other side of America to you guys, yeah, yeah. It just it it complicates things to such a degree that. It, it just yeah, it's really easy for it to get away from you. Um, yeah, and finding and the thing is the news has been the news has been pretty uh, slow too. Like it's not like a steady stream of stuff. Like you know, leading up to the release like a year before, like there's like a constant bit of news. Like every other day, there's something coming out, something popping off. But like, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, and and people's personal interest as well changes for from you know news to news. We have a great team of uh, people that cover everything on our website, and it's yeah. There's been a lot to talk uh, about. If you mm. like the Mattel toys, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Like they they have like single handedly kind of sustained this franchise, um, its talking points and just sort of its its presence. But, uh, but there are some new talking points now, Chris, and there are a couple of things that we um, have yet to discuss. I mean, literally have yet to discuss. Brachiosaurus. You and I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not even that. Let's talk about Camp Cretaceous. Yeah, let's get right into, it. into it. Let's get Dive right in, Chris. Babies. Jump in. <laughs> We're going right. This is an OG pod. We're just going straight in. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous is the brand new animated series that's been announced um, by DreamWorks Animation, and it's going to debut sometime early next year on Netflix. And uh, so it follows a it's like a summer camp intern sort of program, and it follows a group of uh, kids or teenagers that are in that program and then the chaos of Jurassic World happens and they are somehow left behind um, they're on the other <laughs> side of the island and they're left behind and they are forced to kind of uh, band together and struggle for survival so in a way this is kind of remember the original Jurassic Park 3 script or pitch at least that Spielberg had yeah, oh, wow. teenagers yeah, right. uh, wash up on the island on sauna yeah in a lot of ways it is and um it also 
is reminiscent of that old Jurassic World Survivor game. Yeah, I mean that was more. I think that was more geared towards. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like kids, like an, a but mature market. It yeah. still is. It still is um, following that same sort of premise and time period. Um, sure. And know. the the post. Would you call it a poster? The sort of artwork. The uh, the Jurassic World gate in the original Jurassic Park colors. I yeah, mean, it looks good. There's no, there's no fan out there. That, yeah, I can't think that doesn't look good. I mean, just the scenery itself. I yeah. So I love the idea. So Camp Cretaceous, they say it's on the other side of the island. That's a little confusing because there are plenty of other sides of the island. Um, yeah. So in other words, what they're trying to say is it's a part of this the island. This is the other side, Chris. This is the <laughs> other side of the island. The other. <laughs> Lost. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so what they're trying to say is it's a part of the island we actually haven't yet seen in, like, the films, um, which is totally sure. understandable. If there was, like, a summer camp or intern program, it's not going to be on the public park maps because it's going to yeah, access sure. facilities that, these, that normal guests don't have access to. That's the same with, like, my local zoo. It has a lot of intern and summer camp programs and stuff or even behind-the-scenes things, um, animals that aren't on, aren't on exhibit but are part of the rehabilitation program. And if that's the case, they're just not on the program because they don't want people to want to go to something they cannot see. So it just yeah. looks like it doesn't exist if you look at the map. So, uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. I love the idea that this Camp Cretaceous program uh, just happens to use, like, the Jurassic Park colors, which is cool because, like, it means that, like, a lot of, like, their living facilities and other things I'm hopeful might be more reminiscent of Jurassic Park as well. Um, maybe that was sort of more adventure, tiki sort of resort i know what you mean yeah, yeah. The sort of safari safari, safari that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> yeah i think that would be great i think it's gonna be an interesting way to do like a lore dump like it's gonna be lore heavy like uh throw some like easter eggs towards the fans it's gonna be like uh like you know how star wars rebels kind of did it like all these cool like darth maul's back and like all this stuff between episode three and four i think that's gonna be jurassic's version of that all these cool little bits for the, like, the fans. It, exactly. I think what is important for this series, and I think that everyone is thinking the same thing, is they want this to be Jurassic's The Clone Wars or Jurassic Star Wars Rebels, which, um, I mean, Assis, you could probably give a little <laughs> bit of a better, like, what 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 are those series to Star Wars? Like, All right, so why basically are they so what well happens is... I mean, it's a story and the characters that, like, like actually propelled the uh, series, but it's, like, bringing back, like, all these old, like, fan favorites, like, from the previous, like, series before uh, Disney bought, like, uh, Lucasfilm. Like, they brought back Ahsoka Tano, and, like, fans went nuts over that, and they had her fight Darth Vader, and, like, Darth Vader was, like, Anakin, like, they, like she makes that connection. It's, like, those little bits and, like, all these old returning characters, little bits from, uh, like, the prequels into the sequels, just tying things in, and, like transitioning stuff over so what's important to note about those series uh is the the tone of them they both exist as a cartoon yes. and they do naturally exist as an animated series or a cartoon that hits the right age demographic. but at the same time is they don't contradict star wars and they fully sit within the canon they're fully canonical in star wars in fact the recent oh, the recent live action star wars films have had characters from the animated series in them and moments and creatures yeah. and um, references. And so the thing is, is they exist as a cartoon or an animated series perfectly fine, yet they also remain consistent with the films. And like the best part is like they get really dark too. Like it's not, it's like a kid's show obviously, but there's some sort of really dark moments. Like it's not, it's like, it's for kids. Sure. But like, they understand that like adults are going to be watching it and they, they gear some things towards the adults which is like the best part i'm hoping this series kind of does that too you know and they and they to 
to make it for kids, what they don't do is they don't break the rules of the universe or the rules of just yeah. human nature or characters. They, they find little moments that exist and they find the proper way. So what you're not going to have is like Looney Tunes, like moments or like kids, you know, like, so like for Jurassic park, like I said this, like I, I don't think, nor do I want to see like a kid getting a wrestling match with like a velociraptor and win, <laughs> you know, for these kids to, you know, obviously I don't think they're going, you know, these teenagers, I don't think they're going to die, but that's, totally fine they just need to make the encounters that they get in believable enough um and appropriate enough and on top of that we know there are going to be other people on the island during this time I mean, people have to die people are going to get eaten yeah that's, that's yeah fact. exactly the you know that i think there'll be staff camp counselors eating. yeah yeah 100 percent. and i and exactly i think that you can do dinosaurs eating people i mean and in the clone wars there <laughs> i haven't seen all of it but i remember there was an episode where like there were clones infiltrating a base and they're like scaling a wall or something like that oh yeah 100%. and there's like these worm creatures start like jutting out of the wall and like sw- like ripping them up and like swallowing them whole and eating them and tossing them and i'm like good yeah. lord this is like that's really? all you need, right? Yeah, but like, I, you just need a bit of action. That's all you want. Yeah, but it had people being eaten, and I'm like, okay, yeah. this works. And I mean, you have people being decapitated in the Clone Wars, and this is oh, like yeah, a Cartoon die. Network show, and everything. You know, yeah. so the idea that the show is for kids and can't handle um, things that are appropriate, like that are part of Jurassic Park's nature, I don't think that's true. I think a lot of people yeah. are associating that with a different era of cartoon. Right. Well, Jack, what's your thoughts on like the Camp Cretaceous stuff? Like, I mean, this is what come. You always wanted like a uh, spinoff or like a branch off from the main series. Like, what do you think about all this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, do we? Ha- is there any other artwork or images released other than the one of the gate? Just the poster, uh, and then the trailer and the teaser. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just want to see more. I mean, you can tell the animation style from the the way the characters look. It's almost kind of Pixar-y, Disney. Yeah, it's yeah. a little stylized. Um, but what's interesting yeah. is the dinosaurs are like literally like one one to their film counterparts yeah i mean that looks yeah. like delta pretty much yeah it's like or a delta whichever, whichever I, it's like delta and charlie sort of both of them so maybe it's just a generic Rest green raptor i don't know i i, I first i thought it was though right at first i thought it was delta and then i was like oh but those stripes are very charlie but then they don't have the white outlines on them but then yeah. again it's hard to say the silhouette the model itself is 100 percent accurate to the film films 100 percent, but yeah. The skin itself is a little different, so it's also hard to say, is that Delta, is that Charlie, or is that a different Raptor, until we get an idea of how much texture detail they put into each of the models. Like, you know, there's going to be some sort of differences between the film and um, the animation. I mean, we've all been talking, especially Jack, like about like wild Raptors, and now we're getting like potentially wild Raptors in like a TV series, and it's canon, so it's kind of cool thinking that there's going to be wild Raptors on Nublar somewhere. Exactly, and I think it's so – so that's like what's really important to me though is this show really understands what it means to be Jurassic Park or Jurassic World really um, and how how it can fit within the canonical universe. And I think it's important that they really pay attention to these details. And so the thing – I think the thing that worries most fans is we've noticed that those details can be missed with like official merchandising and books and things like that. Like just things haven't quite had that level of – there's no like – there's no like Pablo Hidalgo, like guiding oh, yeah. everything That's, for yeah, Jurassic there's Park. There's no like head, right? There's no like story, fucking like, part uh, of my language. There's no like, uh, it's like a story head, essentially, right? Like Lucasfilm has it on point. Like they have an entire story group that's like, kind of working on the shows, the movies, and like linking that stuff together. Um, Jurassic World has Colin Trevorrow, but like 
How but he, he's writing he? he's writing Jurassic World three. He's working in the pre production of Jurassic World three. I mean, he's a busy man. I have yeah, no exactly. doubt. I have no doubt in my mind that he is looking things over from the series, among other things. But I, he's not like writing the series, as far as I know. I mean, he wasn't in the press release. They mentioned everyone that was working on it. He is like they did say that they're working with him. But again, he's a busy guy. He needs yeah. somebody to kind of very specifically do those things for him to make sure everything works. Um, and just we haven't really seen that with Jurassic yet. So there's a little app, there's a little bit of apprehension with will mm. they get this right? I know their hearts are going to be in the right place. I have no doubt DreamWorks is a great team to handle this. Um, yeah, I, I, I watched uh, prep, prep for this before the announcement. I watched um, DreamWorks Troll Hunters. Uh, it's a series. Oh, the, uh, the Del Toro series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a it's a three season series. Uh, the two two seasons are longer than the third. It's good. Um, it it I mean I'm not saying like totally it 100 is consistent with Jurassic Park, but it's totally consistent with the fantasy universe that it lives in. Each episode has a really good arc. It has an ongoing story. It's well written. It's well animated. It's funny. It's fun. It has action. It it just I'm like yeah, as long as they adhere to the rules of Jurassic, this is a really you know these are really good teams. A really good studio. Obviously, there's different um, showrunners, different yeah. people, but um, yeah, no, I I think that it's in the right hands. Oh, absolutely. Like we'll we'll find out more like when we see the Fast and Furious series. I think that's gonna be way more like geared towards kids, just based on yeah. the premise itself. Like Vin Diesel's cousin. Like, no, what are you talking about? Right? Like, that's well. I think we'll find out that. Like, that's yeah, but I don't indicator. think. I don't think a Fast and the Furious animated series needs to adhere as much. Like Fast and the Furious is sort of wild and actiony and sort of yeah, all over the place. Uh, yeah, who, like there's no yeah, it's, there's no actual like intense and, lore there. You know, in a lot of ways, Jurassic Park is competing against like Star. Not competing, but it's in, it's in the same realm as like Star Wars or the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where it's this really big story that's being told over multiple multiple different forms of media, and um. Yeah, so I think that they're going to handle it differently. And I think DreamWorks, even internally, I have no doubt that they're going to want to get this right. And everything about that initial announcement seems like it's geared to tell classic fans, like, don't worry, this isn't just for kids. Like, like we have, like, we're we're really yeah. custom-tailoring this to be a Jurassic experience um, and a Jurassic story. I, I, do ho- I do hope that is true. I feel like it's um, fun. Yeah, because it's ended up on Netflix, Kids and children section hasn't it as opposed to just regular netflix no it's on netflix um, exciting tv and sci-fi um yeah. could... oh for me it's on the child section oh no maybe that's, that's not a great song yeah when i when i yeah. click the link uh it just goes to the kids let me section. see uh it says okay i just went to their page and it says camp cretaceous tv sci-fi and fantasy and this show is exciting <laughs> now Good no doubt an animated series is always going to go to kids though and that's fine because I mean, that's the thing. Is like, the are, we talking kids kids like din- are we talking kids like Dinosaur Train? Or are we talking kids like Star Wars The Clone Wars? Because Star Wars The Clone Wars is still for kids. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's an animated series. It should be for kids. But it, it, and it, can, have a, it can have a stigma against it because sometimes you think it's going to be like a sing-along, which is totally mm-hmm. fine if that's what they're aiming for. You know, if they wanted to make a dinosaur educational <laughs> show no i mean if they wanted to make a dinosaur educational show for like for like preschoolers like in jurassic I, I say go for it you know make jurassic world no you know dino rangers and it's like 
hey kids, today we're gonna look at a Dryosaurus. And then you hear, yay! And then they're like, did you know Dryosaurus? Like, I think a show, an educational sort of kids show would be really cute. Obviously, we'd never watch it, but I think that'd be really cute, and it'd be yeah. a great way to educate kids about dinosaurs, have some really cute, exciting animation, and bridge those early years into the Jurassic franchise in an appropriate way. But this obviously... But, I mean, Chris, there's, there's, have so feathers, many, though? there's so many places it could go, and I think this is probably a step in the right direction, at least for fans who were uh, feel a little bit, you know, feeling any of the, the new stuff that we're getting, or at least uh, don't feel like the franchise going in the direction they want. I think this is a step in the right direction, and this is where, as you say, Colin and, and those working on it can really kind of feed into the uh, cravings of original fans. Yeah, and what... I think, I think the art style alone, like as you pointed out, kind of shows that. I mean, you've got the original Rex head logo and colours on mm-hmm. that gate, mm-hmm. the, this, the Rex head circle. In origi- it's not, you know, that's the original, um, and it just—it's just really cool to see that. And also the teaser they put out—they could have put out like something funny. They could have put out something cute, but they put out really dramatic music. You know, there's a raptor; it's sort of stalking through the woods and attacks the camera. Like it's—it's it's definitely scarier than like they're trying to show you. Like, no, this isn't going to be like a preschool show. This isn't going to be like a young, young cartoon. It's going to be, I think what they wanted to show you is it's going to be an action, exciting cartoon going for that Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels demograph and uh, yep. uh, reputation. And yeah, the tagline during the trailer confuses me. Was, uh, was it the evolution has begun? What evolution? <laughs> How has it begun? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> You'd find out. 2020 on Netflix. The evolution, it's begun, guys. I don't know what that means, but it has begun. But that sounds like, that almost sounds like it has greater meaning for, like, the overall story. Like with a uh, With a tagline like that. Okay, so, and this is something that's interesting, is the Jurassic World live show, which we have not talked about, really. um, The Jurassic World live show takes place during the same time period. Um, Jurassic World live show, it starts during Jurassic World, and then quickly the Indominus escapes, and then it very quickly takes place after the events of Jurassic World, um, and it's focusing around the Troodon, and the Troodon was in a dinosaur training program similar to Owen's, um, less about training, okay. training the raptors, and more about understanding their emotions and behaviors, so... Um, you know, they they have technology to kind of understand the emotions of a dinosaur. And to understand the emotions of a dinosaur, then you can kind of tap into a way to ultimately control them. Like, it's still kind of circling See, around it. But it's a scientific research program with the Troodon. I like that. And Troodons are – it will be the smartest dinosaur. It's, she's smarter. Her name's Jeannie. And she's smarter than <laughs> the Velociraptors. Um, and – she looks like a giant oversized compi. Um, I don't know what happened with the design. In fact, you can look at the concept art and they manipulated a compi. It's different. It's, yeah. it's a compi. No, it's a compi. Like they straight it's up. Weird, just... It's a different. Like it's a. It's 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 different from like what you'd want to see a Troodon be. You know? It doesn't. Well, it it, do, it literally doesn't look like a Troodon. Like it, 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 yeah, it's literally an oversized compi. You're literally right. I'm looking at it, it right it, now. It's, it's it's literally oversized compies. It's they need to change the color and they need to give it sickle claws and then boom you have a Troodon. Uh, but also I think a simple change of the head shape because that is a compy. I don't know something went wrong in the development of that. I think that they started referencing. <laughs> I know I honestly think they started referencing compy art for like placeholder and then when it went no, to there's like no way man and then there's no, no way They're not no that I have bad. a picture. It's in their one trailer they released where they show the concept art and it's literally a, a Photoshop of uh, the compy maquette. And I mean, what, if that's the case, that's very sad. 
And they extended the limbs, and they made the body fatter, but it's a photo manipulation of the compi maquette. And, yeah, I mean, it just... I, I think that somewhere along the line, the art team didn't know that they were referencing compi work, so they just kind of followed it one-to-one. I, I, I really don't know. I, either way, the design... I, I'd like to not consider the Trodon design canon because, I mean, they told me that there's a small chance they might change it, but they didn't sound very... I mean, it didn't sound very confident. Now, no, no, no. It doesn't start till the fall. I mean, they didn't even have the T Rex. Oh, gotcha. The T Rex isn't even finished. So, oh, the T Rex looks good from the like the stuff that you yeah. saw in Jurassic Outpost. Make sure you guys check out JurassicOutpost.com by the way for the best yeah, I, and I heard, latest Jurassic World news. I hear that website looks pretty great. Good. Um, yeah, no, the T Rex is looking great, and honestly, I mean, you can't necessarily fix the design of the Chirdon at this point. Like, maybe you can reshape the head. Maybe I don't know. But what they could probably do is repaint it, at least, so it looks a lot less like a Trodon. I, I mean, a Compi. I mean, as long as fans voice their opinions on it, maybe they might like, look into it. But like, Well, it's nuts because Trodons have sickle claws. Thing, you know? and, and it doesn't have See, sickle I, claws I either. Know. I don't even know that. Yeah, Trodons are like, know. they have sickle claws, like raptors. They're like, they're like big-headed. They have like these sort of really big domes on the back. That's why it's the smartest raptor in Jurassic Park, because the Trodon fossil that they found, they're like, wow, these things had huge brains. They were really smart. Right. Sure. So that's what they're referencing. Um, but it doesn't look like that. The design doesn't look like that. So I don't know. What? That's a tangent. What I'm getting to. No, well, hang on. No, no. It's not, though, because here's the thing. If it's set in the same time frame as Camp Cretaceous, mm-hmm. like, do you think we're going to get some crossover? Like, are we going to see Genie and like, all that? I think so we might. Th- that's what I hope for, is there's this whole other... We know that researchers remained on the island to work with the Trodons. We know that during Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, about six months after the events of Jurassic World, we know that um, they returned to get the Indominus Rex fossil. But who's not to say that other people were there back and forth um, trying to exploit the island's resources before then, or just trying to clean it exactly. up? Exactly. So I think sure. that we have an opportunity yeah. to run into people. But So if we're running into other people and seeing these other things... We also need a good excuse for them not helping the kids, which means they tend to have to run into the sort of less than savory type. However, I don't like the idea of people being so evil that they're not helping kids. I like the idea of them trying <laughs> to help them, but it just not being on their like like top of the list. So like when they eventually lose sight of the kids right. or something like that, it's like, well, they're probably dead. Oh, well, let's get out of here. Nobody can know we we're here. We, we, we tried to save them. Oh, well, like I think it's things like that that can make the human characters that are evil, but not like evil that will really help flesh out the franchise and feel more natural. Because honestly, if you had people like exploiting it, like, you know, stealing dinosaurs from an Island and they found a bunch of kids stranded on the Island, there's a good chance they'd save those kids and then just drop them off on like the nearest land and then, you know, get out of there and be like, you don't tell anyone. But at the same time, knowing the kids will tell someone, but also knowing that they covered (laughs) their own tracks. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, realistically, they'll be like, don't tell them we're stealing the dinosaurs. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, we won't, just save us. And they're like, yeah, they were totally saving, stealing dinosaurs. Oh, dude. Yep. But, they can go you so know, ambling with this. I just thought about that. Like, if they have, like, notorious, like, weird, like, uh, no good kids, like, they can go so ambling with this. It's going to be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, like, you know, and you can also get wow. that sort of, like, Swiss Family Robinson, like, living yeah. off the land sort of type of, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I well, think... here's the thing. It's it has to be a limited series, though, right? Like they can't like crank I... this out for like two, three, four, five seasons. It has to be like a, I... maybe know, it'll one end done, with right? the maybe it'll end with like the kids getting volcanoed up. <laughs> 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 it's just the last. 
It's like that'll be a good ending though. They're, they're actually like right. They're they running. wake up in their little island paradise. They're riding dinosaurs. It's like Dinotopia, you know. They figured it all out, and then boom, and they all die. Death. Right, right. right. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, uh, I that'll mean, be fun. I think though, for the season length time, they said it's multi-season, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be like an on-ongoing series. Like, uh, it looks like a lot of the Netflix animated series tend to have three-season arcs. Um, oh, I know oh. with the Troll Hunters stuff. Is it's part of an extended universe? So after the three seasons of Troll Hunters were uh, ran, then they I think it was called like Three Below, and now there's multiple three seasons below. of Three Three Below, and then there's going to be another series I forget what it's called, but they're all part of the Tales of Arcadia universe. So I could see them doing things like that. It's like okay, the kids sh- show about the kids stranded on the island might finish. But, like, characters that were introduced, like, you know, you might find some park researchers. Like, eventually, you might get another limited run series about, like, those characters. Um, oh, you know for a fact, like, Zara and, like, uh, Lowry and uh, Vivian, like, the uh, like the booth operators, they're going to definitely play a part in this. Like, oh, because... Like, uh, it's a guarantee at this point, right? Has yeah, well, I think... Well, we know that they probably get off the island, but before then, we also know that these kids are on the island while the park is open. And yeah, I they think, know that for a fact, too. And I think what we're going to see is um, while the park is open, I think that I don't think the series is going to kick off with chaos right away. I think those I no. hope that they'll spend a few episodes letting us explore the park and maybe seeing the parts of the park that we never saw. I think that would be really cool is a few episodes well, of just like letting the kids shovel dino dung and, you know, tr- <laughs> you know, I don't know, check a triceratops's temperature and things like that. Yeah. Come and- to Camp Cretaceous where you can pick up dino shit. Well, no, I mean, really, that's what an intern program would be like. You know, work with the animals, but you're also going to have to do some, you know, gross heavy labor. And, you know, that's what those jobs are. You're working with the animals. Um, I mean, we all know that, like, uh, Jack loves Claire, right? Favorite character? (sighs) Yeah, I think she's wonderful. Yeah, you, no, know, I, you read the book too, right? You read the book? The uh, Evolution of Claire? I never read Evolution of Claire, no. Did you read it? I've read three chapters so far. I'm working my way through. But the exciting part <laughs> is I'm hearing people talk about how there might be a tie-in. Like yeah. how uh, apparently the book talks about like some other stuff going on on the island. This might be one of them apparently. No. Okay, so the, the time era isn't right because that's when Claire was like 17. Right, right, right. right. But, sure, sure, and that sure. was like in 2005. But um, the, oh, pro- well, there you go, then. the program, the program <laughs> that Claire is in is uh, an intern sort of program and it's before the park is open oh so it's 2004 it's right before the park is open but right, what right, right. what i think camp cretaceous is is an evolution of that intern program that sort of summer camp intern program but like for a while the park is open so it's no longer like come in before we're open type of thing it's more of like yeah we've continued that program to work with like you know that age group and you know it's a bit of a you know, it's a summer camp, but it's more of a intern type thing. That's what I think we're going to be looking at. Um, I think it'll be fun either way. I mean, it's not, you know, I still am down for some sort of gritty, dark, yeah, we're, mysterious yeah. TV show. I think a lot of people want that, but I think this is going to be cool. And I think, the art, as I said before, the art style shows that they know um, they know OG Jurassic Park. And I think it's, it, like you said, it could feel very Amblin. I mean, Amblin and DreamWorks are basically the same company now so i mean like yeah steve spielberg wrote, like it's, it's he's, yeah it's the same thing right yeah so let's just hope you know and i feel like there could be it's kind of goonies get, get a bit of a goonies yeah. at that poster yeah. 
So I would love that. Goonies, I, I, I think it could be fun. Goonies meets Swiss Family Robinson meets uh, Jurassic Park. So, <laughs> so, so, so speaking of, of give me ET as well. Lots of ET yeah. in that. No, true, true. Um, speaking of animated series, though, I mean, you you dropped something pretty epic last week, Chris, or the week before. Yeah, that was like the week before, I think. Um, okay, a couple of weeks y- back now. Yeah, the Lost World, the animated series, was a thing. Um, it, it, it was. A thing. <laughs> I knew it was a thing. Um, I told them. Thing, I said. Dude. Uh, it was bizarre. give us give us a quick background, Chris. Uh, it was bonkers. Um, <laughs> so, it, um, alongside the development of the Lost World Jurassic Park as a movie, Steven Spielberg commissioned an animated series that would follow it up. Um, and the animated series was going to be a primetime television series with state of the art animation. DreamWorks animation. Um, it wow. would be you know I think once a week at night or something like that. I don't. It was primetime TV. Um, and it was meant to be kind of darker, grittier, but very 90s. Um, so we're talking probably like more like G.I. Joe action hero, you know, maybe Johnny Quest. Um, sure. But uh, it was – I so there's not a lot known about the plot. I was only able to get like certain details. But what we do know is it <laughs> they were exploring hybrids to – uh, or I'm not even sure if they were hybrids as much as genetic manipulation, but they were exploring the chaos gene, the chaos, the chaos element, the chaos, chaos theory, effect. which is uh, which and, is probably you know what what led to the chaos effect toy line, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, apparently a lot of those ideas were then quickly reshuffled and then found like a oh. like so in the lost world. So this was in development around 1996 and 1997, and it only was in development for about six or seven. Um, months before it was shut down for what i was told was like political machinations whatever that means um, <laughs> what the f- what does that mean <laughs> um I, I i personally think what it is is i think steven spielberg shut it down because he realized things were getting kind of crazy and well it wasn't even bad i think that he just i think it's this was before the era of transmedia universes so cartoons were never meant to be oh, canon okay. during that era but i think that there was still sure. a certain point where like things were getting so weird that it's like oh is this too weird? Is this going to contradict where I'm going with JP3? Is this it's going... It's too Godzilla. Or, yeah, I mean, because there were literally, like, three-headed dinosaurs. Yeah, like the, yeah the I'm just looking at this now. Yeah, I mean, me this too, is, man. It's weird. I mean, this is nothing... I mean, it, there's not even a similarity between this and The Lost World. In, in no. the way, you know, it's just so strange. It's bonkers. This was the direction Spielberg was going with the movie in one direction, and coinciding with that, he was producing, or at least had commissioned this thrown down a bunch of ideas and it's just hybrids and robot suits and like mech suits fighting a velociraptor mech suits yeah but it's but some of the some of the concept art is incredible well it's great it's what i want to see it's like dark no, and you mysterious don't see and raptors hunting no, yeah, triceratops no well, like, okay not no. the hybrid raptors, stuff no, look no. at some of this art raptors hunting. look at some of this art. okay i love the art of the raptors um stalking the workers just in the village just the shot the worker running yeah. through yeah the village but shot that's You've great got the but I'm yeah, that, but that that is very lost. And I'm world. sure that, that we'll is get all that. like InGen Village and things like that, and the plane at the end. But then you just you scroll up and you see a two-headed, triple the size of a normal T Rex. <laughs> Freaking, what do they call it? Doomsday. Yeah, Rex. the Doomsday Rex. <laughs> Why? What a fucking name. Why? That's, I mean, it, I guess it works with TV, Dude, right? Steven that makes Spielberg sense. Spielberg is crazy. He is crazy. Um, <laughs> clearly. And then there's a three-headed sort of weird hybrid. What do they call that one? I can't even make that out. The three-headed <laughs> demon thing. Oh, the, the, I think that's also the doomsday. They, there were just different um, 
there were different no that's got a completely different yeah i mean he was exploring different concepts like different like it was at that development stage where one it kind of had like a slug body the other one was more like a t-rex strange yeah i mean yeah really is strange and the the uh human artwork just pretty much looks like the chaos effect toy line yeah i mean which is funny yeah i mean the some of like the idea of a mech suit did evolve into the chaos effect toy line we have we have concept art of the mech suits where it looked more like the concept art in the cartoon and then it eventually became more of a power loader suit from aliens um in the chaos effect toy line and then it was never released but uh yeah no it it evolved it's just it's it's bonkers really to see um yeah it is there's no other way to describe it it's very much uh gives you the same impression when you read the sales script and just how kind of crazy and out there that went with um such a core idea of jurassic and it just kind of it's like who you know what did you take man when you started writing this well it's like even (laughs) like john sales like what was he it's like (laughs) what did he drop before he took that (laughs) before he started writing that sweet bill alice just came out of nowhere it was ridiculous well you know like uh like a month or so back or maybe a little bit longer lewis lee uh, jurassic korea on twitter he had posted a thing from the lost world making of book or one of the making of books that he had access to um that in the interview they even say in the lost world jurassic park and early versions of the script they also had like a super like a super genetic raptor and they explored that for a while before they dropped it but it was like there was gonna be like one raptor that was like a genetic manipulation um super Whoa, raptor which, which movie in the Lost, Lost World. World. In the Lost World. And Whoa, Steven Spielberg eventually dropped it because he didn't want it to become a monster film. But yeah, no, even the Lost World almost had like a hybrid dinosaur type of creature in it. But that's, that's fascinating. Spielberg didn't want it to become a monster but movie. He, but he but he also is the one that kept pushing these monster movie elements. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. You're pushing this animated series, which, which does make them monsters. And then Jurassic Park 3, oh, we can forget that one, but going into Jurassic World, hey. the hybrids and all that. I mean, Jurassic Park 3 movie. was very much a monster movie with the Spinosaurus. That's yeah, why I'm saying we can skip over that because Spielberg wasn't, he didn't direct that one. So it just, I think, I think Jurassic Park 3 just kind of fell into this. Well, we all know the whole story of five weeks before throwing the script <laughs> with that. I think it could have had a, like, I think Jurassic Park 3 would have been a lot better than what we got and that's not to say I dislike Jurassic Park 3 the more I watch Jurassic Park 3 the I more you it love recently. it I fucking love that movie man yeah you do <laughs> it's a yeah, great movie yes dude it is it's, it's easy Jurassic Park you know Finally. it is it it's, is. Qu- it's a quick in and out quick <laughs> show, right? yeah do you know what and I watched it twice in one night. night it's a quick dose we, we watched it twice twice in one night come on <laughs> you yeah, exactly there we go <laughs> I love it I did I did a real <laughs> <laughs> My my favorite was um was that when we were in Philly? And every time we walked in the room, like, a seat would just be watching The Lost World again and again. We're like, we thought yes. you hated oh, this dude, movie! I watched The Lost World yesterday. I literally watched it yesterday. And, like, it's it's not bad. It's not bad at all. I, like, I kind of like it. Not bad. He's getting there, my, guys. I'm He's getting there. I'm working my way up a little bit. Uh, I, for sure. I have the biggest, most joyful <laughs> smile on my face now. And in my heart, there we go. Say that. But seriously, though, it. you know, we talk about all this extra stuff. We talk about video games and things that come with each movie and all the animated series that were promised. And it's I, honestly, out of the whole era of it, it's always Lost World to me. The art style, everything comes yeah. back to Lost World. Sure. Like the, the things that excite me the most, even 
like the uh, the artwork that they use on the toys back then and just things like that. I really get. It's interesting yeah. you like the toy art. I'm I've never liked the toy art, and I think it was because of that that use that the, ugly the, Rex that Rex using the maquette so and like bad, it's, yeah. Uh, it's yeah so it just was ugly. a really bad choice. It was not like render ready, so like it it was like <laughs> yeah, it was this goofy looking box art. The colors were cool, but like just the way they comped it together, I'm like. Ugh. Yeah, I have to admit, I like um. I like like the reverse when they have everything together. Like when I was a kid, that mm. I used to really like, yeah on the back you know, seeing all the scenes made together with all the little um, like the jungle set that they'd made and stuff. I don't know. I I liked all that with Lost World, especially. I think it's just a nostalgia thing, right? You you go with what you remember most as a kid. Yeah, no, I mean that's understandable. Like, and it is obviously the first one as well, but it's just yeah, Lost World. But JP three, it's coming up. Come on! Oh up. my god! As yes. that movie Holy matures, shit. it gets better, man. <laughs> it gets better. Uh, Honestly, seriously, that it does. The dude, plane crash, Chris, the plane crash back, sequence. Man. Go man. back and watch I, it. I, I I watched it again and again. It's I, damn good. I just it is fun damn time. good. It's a good time, dude. For me, the lot. I mean, for me, Jurassic Park three at this point just feels like it slogs on. It's such a short movie. Whoa, and it's incredible. It's, no, it's that's no incredible. Way. I've like. I've like brewed coffee for longer like, time. Than oh, like we're at the end. The lost. I mean, Jurassic Park three, and yet somehow sometimes it can just feel like a. I don't know. I, I again, I can really appreciate a lot in Jurassic Park three. There is a lot to appreciate, but there's also oh, just yeah. a, you can feel you can feel the production deadline, it's rushed. and you can feel the lack of a story and. Yeah, you could just that movie itself. You no, you definitely can. And like, I mean, you everyone who worked on it, you know, there, you know, even like that uh, production crew shirt that I had posted to the Outpost um, Instagram like a month or so back, where they're like, "Well, at least it's over," or like whatever, like, "Oh no, <laughs> the budget ate another script, another page of the script, or something like that." It was just like you could tell that everyone worked on that movie. They knew it was a mess. They were so they were just glad it. to yeah, be you over. Know, and yeah, and we know that we know for it to, production for it being a mess it's... of a movie, it's not a mess. Like it works. It has a beginning, middle, and end. It's yeah. just very unambitious. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it just it doesn't push the franchise in any and direction. And it feels like a monster movie, but it, and that's my biggest but issue. It, yeah. And and you were always right about um it's as if Joe Johnston he should have shot the animatronics better. I yeah. I don't think the Spinosaurus they had... just feels like a robot yeah. with a moving head. Yeah. Because you're seeing too much of it in the frame. It's weird. It's weird. They had the most complex animatronic and yet the Spinosaurus you look at it and you're like, that seems like really fake because it just moves like a robot and like we never Jurassic Park in the Lost World every shot with the animatronics you're like oh my god that's a real dinosaur and then Jurassic Park 3 you're like yeah that's definitely a big robot because of the way yeah, it moves less is more yeah less you is can because a lot of the time when you when they, Spielberg chose to show the animatronic uh, like Rex size animatronic it would just block the frame yeah you'd either get it blocking <laughs> a window or like the scene in the trailers which is one of the best scenes in the franchise or it was scenes um, when the when the Rex comes either side of them <sighs> The scale is, yeah. is, is insane. Yeah, They're literally sure. looking at the eye. The eye is like the size of a freaking... It's like... It's ridiculous. Um, but that's why it works so well. And then you see broad daylight Jurassic Park 3, a Spinosaurus that's stationary, and the head is just moving. It's yeah, but the raptors work so well, though. The raptors. But the raptors work so well. The raptors in the franchise. That's seamless. It really is seamless. The, it is. The, 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 when it goes from an animatronic, and then you it, the shot t- uh, pans, and you get a, a CGI. complete VFX. The CGI is the best. I think you're the pointing them out, and yeah. that's daylight yeah. too. That's daylight too. You look at that VFX there, right at the end when they're trying to get the eggs back, yeah. and then you look at the Jurassic World's raptors, um, and it's just it's insane Jurassic how World's, far apart those were. Jurassic World's Daytime raptors scenes, are sandy, technically sandy ground, you know. 
Jurassic World's raptors are in so many different ways more technically advanced. Their models are more detailed. Their texture is more detailed. I'm sure the lighting is more complex. There's so much. much there's muscle. There's all this. There's incredible yeah. artistry. But it doesn't matter because it looks like the Jurassic like Park three Raptors yeah. What's the point? are the most real they've ever looked in their CG form. Yeah, and just, they just look so well in that location. Them. They that, knew how to shoot. The environment. Yeah, the environment was was perfect. And 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 that's something I learned when they uh, maybe a year or two ago when they dropped some. Uh, never before seen like behind the scenes Lost World footage it just came up on YouTube. I don't think anyone had seen it before, and it was just um, it was uh, uh, head of ILM Dennis Muren holding up a maquette uh, of the Stegosaurus in the location where they're filming the Stegosaurus, and they're taking reference pictures to how the light would bounce mm-hmm. on this maquette, and it's just. The level of detail that went into that—it's that not that they in... don't do this, but the thing is—and I... oh no, you see them; they are—they do do yeah. it in the in the Jurassic World behind the scenes. It's just an amazing detail that a lot of people don't realize. That if they don't do that, then they have no idea how the light's actually going to hit this creature that they're putting in the environment. It's just cool to see. And I mean, it's so like it's one of those things. Like I don't know; it's been you know, it's been become very popular. Have you watched like any of those VFX artists react um, videos? Yes, I have. Um, yeah. And it's really interesting because they talk a lot. They talk about the things that we've talked about before. It's like, well, while it's more technically realistic, you have things like, oh, this the eye. You could tell they wanted the eye to really show, so they eliminated the shadow off the eye, or like they boosted the saturate. And they talk about like why a lot of these modern VFX films are so much more advanced. And then they're like, and then the you know somebody comes in and says, yeah, but you can't really see the effects, so. I want people to see the colors, and then it just completely falls apart <laughs> yeah. from there. And that is mm. exactly one of those things that we were having with um, some of the modern films. It's just like, you know, they want they want to show off the art artistry, and what happens is it no longer feels realistic. And I think that's something that is more prevalent in Jurassic World. Um, yeah, and I think I think it's something if people don't see that, I think it, it's worth going back and and watching the original movies and realizing just how dark they are. The, the blackness of the frame is black it's true black you can't see that there is detail there whereas modern digital film sorry shot digitally a lot of the time they don't crush those blacks they keep well keep in mind dress so much shot detail in there it's so bright yeah Jurassic world was shot but um but the we all know the grade of Jurassic world or something but, that kind of repulsed you especially chris but yeah, <laughs> yeah. the blue <laughs> um yeah <laughs> I mean, I think that I think it's, it's funny though. It's like it's not even just blue. It's hard. It's the easiest way to um, to encapsulate. It's like, oh, it's very cold looking. But like some of the frames are sort of like yellowish blue, which is a weird thing to say. But like, it's almost as if the you know the shot that we we everybody compared the most the helicopter arriving at the island mm. in Jurassic World. Yeah, and it's it just ugly. looks so blue and yeah. weird. It just I think um, it looks like me, it looks like there should be storm clouds and like. I don't know. Like the color grade doesn't match what you're seeing. Like your eyes, well, like you don't go out and see that. I don't know. And it's not like to me, it looks more like um, the white balance is off. Mm-mm. It just seems like it's wrong. Like the, it's too. It makes everything look a little and... dull. Like uh, with like the shots of Main Street that I was looking at, I had to like change the color value just to see. Like everything looked almost felt like there was like a smudge on the lens, and like changing yeah. the color value changed it. And like. But there are also shots where it looks great because it actually adds to the atmosphere. There's just some shots that I obviously, in its personal taste as well. But um, what I was going at is Fallen Kingdom was shot digitally, um, but also some of its effects were absolutely stunning. Um, oh, it's, I think some of the best uh, practical and CGI effects in the entire I mean, series. There's like virtually like the no practical sequence? effects left are you kidding in the film. Me? It's a, a, really? really? You think that looks Why? good? In, in uh, in which sequence? In which movie? Sorry. 
uh, Fallen, Fallen Kingdom. Kingdom. You think the Stampede looks good? I think it looks fantastic. Interesting. Yeah, I, I guess I. You know. You know what. You know what. You know what. Fair. Visually, it looks good. I think it's it's, it's the most it's impressive of, sequence. I think it feels cartoony franchise. to me. It feels really? very cartoony. Okay. Yeah, but it's it come that comes down to dinosaur behavior. Uh, that see, that comes like, down to anime. Like, no, I don't. I don't care about that stuff at all. I think you do. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I, don't. I just you don't think know you know anything about dinosaurs. You don't need to know anything about it. I'm just talking. It doesn't feel natural. It feels very cartoony. Yeah. You know, all the dinosaurs. Are, there's no. Oh, it does like the Allosaurus that kind of looks at Claire mm. before it gets wiped out. It's like, uh, it's just a bit weird. It doesn't. It, it looks cartoony is the right way to put it. It reminds me um, of Peter Jackson's cool King Kong. Seek. Once. Um yeah, it does. But yeah, I, dusty. I like and... that Stampede and Kong more. Um, but you know, again, that's. I mean, technically, yeah, you're right. The CG there is, whew, it's good. But you can't necessarily you know appreciate it as much no. as you can in like Jurassic Park three because that scene with the Velociraptor, a lot of the scenes with the Velociraptors, just feel so real. I think as well when you watch Jurassic Park three, for me, the thing that I really enjoy about it is that it feels like you're entering completely different parts of the island and they don't hide that you know when you arrive at the birdcage it's a thing yeah uh, and you just the whole feeling of the movie changes a you sense feel of progression encapsulated by this location yeah. yeah um and i know the movie has flaws but it's just the more you watch it the the more it just feels right like that and i just i personally don't get that from didn't get that from jurassic world it just kind of felt the same throughout whereas lost world um, and Jurassic Park 3 as sequels yeah I do feel like they, they're they showing you more and they're like taking you deeper into the island each time and that's something I really enjoyed well guys we could talk about how Jurassic Park 3 is the, the best in the franchise all week like all day <laughs> I could talk about it all day but we'll do a VFX podcast as well yeah, that's the next podcast I think that'll be fun I think that'll be good yeah so I think it's a good, like, a good place to uh, wind down the uh, episode here and uh, you know we have Corey's episode still to uh Listen to well, so. Corey. Yeah, you had a chat with Corey, didn't you? It's I did. Not He's his a episode. very cool guy, guys. It, it's, it's his. Um, it's his segment. Well, no, I thought it was in this episode, but a, it a is segment sure. to follow. Now it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I see. So figure it out. In the I'll edit, figure it out, guys. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> Do it live. <laughs> Do it live. <laughs> see, that made me so uncomfortable. You guys kept screaming that in uh, in LA. It made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> when were we screaming that? I don't remember. The entire that. entire Where road trip, we? I was like, "Fuck it, we'll do it live." The entire time. <laughs> You're probably <laughs> asleep like, deprived. At the top of your lungs. The top of your lungs. It was the worst. I hated it. <laughs> my, just, every time we'd shout your name when we went by a cliff face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Assis! Oh. I, I literally, sometimes while driving, I will just yell Assis if I'm by like a sharp cliff and people I appreciate have no that. idea Thank what you. the hell is going on. Yeah, I know what I'm you like, mean. I'm like, I can't, I can't I, I explain can't. it. Just don't, don't, don't worry about it. Assis! Assis! <laughs> I can't. I, I vague memories of saying that, but yeah, I'm pretty sure the entire trip. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Well, yeah. guys, it's All been right, incredible. Well, OG three back together again. This is uh, yeah, OG three. It's been nice, back, guys. It's been a good chat. And uh, honestly, to everybody out there, to all the outpost um, readers and watchers and people that are on uh, on our YouTube on our various feeds, thank you for staying tuned with the outpost. Uh, we've got some incredible stuff working very hard, uh, pumping out material, including. Of course, the wonderful Chris. Um, 
but I think uh, yeah, there's some exciting things coming to the outpost. We got a bit of a uh, bit of an update coming to the Ooh, website. We're talking about that. Just, uh, Ooh, exciting. Keep it a little, keep it a little clean, keep it a little flashy. But 2019 in there, maybe some 2020. I love uh, it. But yeah, no, it's it's good. It's looking good, and uh, there's some there's some really nice do, stuff. Coming. Do you know when people can um, expect that, or is it going to be absolutely goddamn not? But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> From the current build, it looks very good. It, we are very close. It does. Um, it's just it's as we as we were saying at the start of the pod, it it takes a while. Um, everybody's doing this in their spare time, so it's it's one of those things. Sometimes life gets oh, in the way. I mean, but, I, I'm, I mean, I've literally, you know, at work written articles from the back of an ambulance because I'm working, and yeah. it's like, yeah, it, it's about making time. It is about making time, yes. but we're doing it. And from now, I, I mean, things start to really pick up from here. We're going to start hearing some stuff soon. About the future of the franchise, including the wonderful Jurassic World Three, which we're all so excited for. So I, I, think, I don't uh, know about you, as I am. Yeah, oh, it's going to be I'm interesting. Excited. Um, we'll do a pod. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it once or twice. Yeah, for sure. At min. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, uh, thank you for listening to episode seventy-five, the epic return of In General Podcast. Uh, before we end it off, I'm going to do a quick transition into part two of the episode. A uh, quick little discussion of some news topic and bits and bytes with uh Corey anderson enjoy welcome to in general podcast episode 75 that's right you're hearing a brand new voice for some of you guys or for some of you longtime listeners an old voice that's right cc boy is back he's back in the podcasting producing uh, chair the podcast is back, and I'm, in, in, I'm with a new friend or long-term friend. It depends on how long you've been with us. Uh, Corey Anderson. Corey, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Cease? I'm good, man. It's, I'm very nervous being back in the chair. So if we have any flubs, guys, and listeners, uh, uh, let's slide. I'll be better for next time. We're going to be perfect. We're going to be perfect. Uh, <laughs> see, that's the pressure. The pressure's already on now. <laughs> so basically, we're, uh, we're back to the pod. The pod's back. And uh, the schedule's still to be determined. But we're looking at, hopefully, at least one episode every two weeks. Um, we do have a lot of people on the team now, so, which makes uh, podcasting a lot easier in terms of gathering people and having... A bunch of new voices, which is really cool. Like Corey, Corey, how many podcasts have you done so far? This is my very first podcast ever. Oh, it's fun! First one, man. eh? I'm excited. I'm excited. It's the first time we've also talked like in person. I think ever. So this is going to be a fresh experience for everyone. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll work it out. (laughs) I hope so. Hope so. I'm sure it'll be it'll be fine. We're we're a fun fun group of guys and girls. Um, if you guys are listening to the podcast and wondering where where have we been for like the past uh, six or seven months and like the sporadic podcasts in seven month gaps and stuff, um, basically uh, on behalf of, like everyone else and the rest of Outpost that was you know before Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom came out, we just want to say that Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom kind of zapped our enthusiasm for doing podcasts, um, but we kind of take like a semi hiatus from the podcast and like long breaks. But now we all have our mojo back and we're all ready to keep it going. Jurassic World Fall Kingdom was kind of like not what we expected, but we've kind of learned to live with it and like find things we love about it. And right. that's kind of given like come some of that mojo back. I'm not sure how it was with, with you, Corey. How, how was the uh, Fall Kingdom for you? Um, I would kind of, it was not what I expected. I will say that. Um, but part of the fun part about Jurassic World Fall Kingdom for me was kind of getting more involved in this community um, and going with some of the, the outpost folks to LA, going out there to see it um, at the premiere. We went to uh, Universal Studios and went to the theater out there, and we had a lot of fun. Just everything surrounding it was was probably the best part of it for me. 
Oh, wow. You were actually down there for the uh, premiere and stuff? Uh, I didn't go to the premiere, but we went to, like, the first day it came out. Um, we went to the, oh, wow. the midnight the midnight showing at Universal. Um, we had we had a bunch of friends there. We had a good time. We spent the whole day at Universal Studios, uh, rode the ride a few times, and uh, we just had a, we had a good, good, good little vacation out there. It was fun. I like last thing I said about Jurassic World was like the best part about the movie other than the movie was the fact that it brought like all these people together and the fact totally that agree. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is still doing that now is mm. very exciting for me like it just shows the power of the movies itself like it's not about the I movies agree. the movies are great but like it's the the power that it has of bringing people together and making just brand new friends I think that's totally the biggest agree. thing that Jurassic has going for it in my opinion yeah yeah, with I mean, with social media and the internet being what it is, it's so much easier to connect with people uh, today in this kind of uh, era of the Jurassic movies than it was back when you know Jurassic Park and The Lost World and Jurassic Park Three were coming out. So um, it it brings a whole new facet of it of just connecting with people in the community, which is what I really like about this sort of uh, Jurassic fandom. And the best part about that is there's a lot of Jurassic stuff coming out in the next Absolutely. little while, and until uh, Jurassic World Three. So. Uh, we just want to talk about some important news bits since the new year to essentially right now. Uh, but we'll do we'll mm-hmm. be doing this in uh, two parts of episodes. So me and Corey will be handling a couple of things here. And then the old guys, the, uh, the Jacks, the Chris's, the Ryans, and the Alex's will be back for a part two. And uh, we'll get this outpost in general train going. So the first the thing we want to do, yeah, the OGs, the uh, the dads of the group, the old <laughs> men, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, new people will be jumping in. Of course, I, you know every other episode and stuff. It'll be a good time. But yeah. to start, uh, new Lego Jurassic World short, Legend of Isla Nublar, accompanied with new Lego sets that are coming out in this year. Of course, twenty nineteen. Uh, there's gonna be thirteen episodes to the actual uh, little short there, um, mm-hmm. and a bunch of new sets. Of, of, of course, the biggest one I think everyone is gonna be like going for will be the Baryonyx face off, the treasure yeah. hunt. Comes with Claire, uh, Owen, some fun guys, a dog, and of course a brand new figure, the Baryonyx. Very cool, very exciting. Uh, have you looked at these new sets, Corey? What do you think about them? I do. I have. Um, it's they, they seem really cool. I've always been a fan of, of kind of how Lego has interacted with Jurassic and kind of the sets that they've put out. Um, you know, it's always fun just kind of building a dinosaur yourself kind of thing yeah, uh, and the sets sure. that go around it. Um, and I'm really excited to see... Um, some of these sets, they got the Triceratops Rampage, um, it looks really cool. And just how all these hopefully will be interacting with the, the show when that comes out too. Oh, my favorite thing I just noticed right now, like the dinosaur mech battle versus the, t- the T-Rex, the uh, mechanical <laughs> yes. T-Rex. It has a classic like jungle explorer vibe. I'm kind of wondering if it like transforms into like the jungle explorer. That'd be very interesting to find out. Yeah, it's sort of like a Transformers kind of uh, uh, mix. <laughs> We're getting into yeah. the Transformers vibe, but yeah, I, I'm looking at that right now. It does the color scheme on that is really classic Jurassic Park Explorer. Um, it looks really cool, and I'm, I'm I'll pick one of those up for sure. Exactly. Like the the thing with me was with Jurassic World, I bought all the sets, and I still have them. Like they were so like well produced and like high mm-hmm. quality items. And with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I kind of found that they took a step back. They were kind of smaller scale, and yeah. like weren't as in depth. But like these are like like hardcore like fan stuff I'm, I'm wondering if you can like take all three sets all three like lines and put them together to make some like cool like fan creations i can't wait to see what comes out of that you know yeah that would be really cool because i mean these all i mean they look like they're set in 
different, at least from the boxes. It looks like they're set in different areas, but put them together like that. You, I mean, you could essentially make your own little Jurassic World um, in your house, yeah. which would be really cool. And I like, exactly. at least with the, the mech battle, um, the art that they've got on that is fantastic. It's It almost harkens back to the Jurassic Park novel because you've got a little boat that's going down a river there and a raft. Um, oh, yeah, the raft, which is, eh? Which is really, yeah. really cool. That's really, really cool. Good to see. Yeah, so that, that's the most expensive set coming out at $90 US. And, of course, the cheapest one is going to be 20 bucks As usual, it's a Dilophosaur on the loose. The mm-hmm. Baryonyx set is going to be 60 Triceratops is going to be 60 as well. And then, of course, the other uh, the, the T-Rex set with the Mech T-Rex coming at 90 which is pretty uh, fair price. It has our best yeah. friend Vic Hoskins. And, like, for a Lego set, it's... It's a little bit, you know, Lego's pricey. It's not cheap. It's uh, right. yeah. So if you guys hold on to the uh, the sets, like they jump in value like crazy. Like that one set will be like one hundred and thirty bucks, one hundred and forty in a couple of years itself. Absolutely. And it's that stuff like that's like gold, dude. Like hang on to it. Don't even open it. Just buy it for right. like, the looks. It, it's an <laughs> investment. <laughs> it pretty much is, dude. It's an investment. That's why I made money when I was a younger uh, a younger child. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Run in, run in the streets in the playground with your Jurassic Park Legos. <laughs> That's what the kids are doing these days, right? <laughs> not the Beyblades, not the exactly. Yu-Gi-Oh, not the Pokemon. It's, it's like Lego. Nah, it's Lego. That's that's exactly what it is. But like looking at the uh, the sets itself, it kind of reminds me of like just the theme park that we're gonna get. Like there's gonna be a new theme park for Jurassic World opening up this summer in LA, right? Like how pumped are you for that? I am very very excited. Just just the following all the updates to the ride and everything like that. Um, it, it looks promising. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. Yeah. Like I'm going to be going to LA at the start of August. I think it is now. And I'm hoping I'm just like praying on my knees every single night that the ride will be open so I can like experience it for a couple of days. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm going down to LA hopefully later this summer, uh, in August too. And I am more than excited to ride this ride multiple times. Like you, I, it, it it's going to be fun. Cause we really don't know a whole lot about the the details of it we kind of have some ideas i guess you'd say but um as far as the actual what the ride is going to be like on the inside um it's i, I guess kind of anyone's guess at this point yeah all we, we do know some stuff at this point we know that this it's gonna be an original story set on the day of the indominus rex escape like as seen in Jurassic world and we know that chris right. pratt bryce dallas howard and bd wong are reprising their roles mm-hmm. which is like super exciting so it's, i'm hoping oh, yeah. it's gonna be like a side story kind of canon type thing because i'm I'm all about the canon. Like, I love Star Wars. I love the canon stuff. Oh, yeah. And I'm a big fan of how, like, Jurassic and Universal are, like, kind of embracing the idea of having, like, a story canon now. And I'm right. hoping this kind of plays into that, you know? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I'm, I'm excited to see how they take all of that and kind of fit it over the ride that's already in place. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm most curious about is to see how they how they adapt the old ride to this new story that they're bringing, which I think, I mean, it, it has a lot of potential. It has a lot of potential, which I think is going to be good if they do it right. Yeah, the most exciting part is like, like the updated animatronics. Like we know that mm-hmm. it's going to be a water ride still, obviously. They can't really change that. The infrastructure is already right. in place. But we do know that there's, there's still going to be the Stega, the Parasaurolophus, the Raptor, Dilophosaurus, Rex, with the inclusion of the Indominus Rex and the Mosasaur. So they have to right. be updating those animatronics. Because, like, unfortunately, as much as I love the Jurassic Park ride to death, it's, like, my favorite thing on the planet, uh, The some of the animatronics are very dated. Like, the Stegosaurus very. doesn't look very good, you know? Yeah, and, like, I'm, Orlando I'm right. and Singapore had, like, fantastic, uh, like, figures there. I'm not sure why that the L.A. one was lagging behind so much, you know? I don't know either. Because when we wrote it uh, last summer, um, I mean, that's definitely the thing that sticks out is kind of the, the old... 
um, animatronics that they have on the ride uh, were, compared to some of the newer ones in, in Orlando. Um, it's still fun. It's still, you know, you get to ride, you know, oh, be in Jurassic yeah. Park. Um, but, yeah, that kind of takes you out of it a little bit when you see, you know, old, old uh, animatronics <laughs> rampaging around Jurassic Park. <laughs> that kind of kind of takes you out of it. It's still very exciting to see, though. It's like just going back on the ride. Like I remember just thinking back to last May for the Jurassic Park 25. We mm-hmm. rode that ride so many times with so many different people, so many different groups of individuals, too. Like, it was still a fresh ride each time. And, it's, and that stupid little 75-foot drop, I hate yeah. it, but I love it at the same time. Because, <laughs> like, like, I die each time, but it's so much fun, though. Like, it gets you every single time. And you Who was it? Go back on it. Who was it that lost a hat to it last time when y'all were there? <laughs> that was uh, Ryan. We have a that picture Ryan. of his hat right before it got lost. Yeah. When I was a kid, I when I when I went down to Orlando, it's the Universal Studios down there, and literally the exact same thing happened happened to me. I was wearing a hat. Went you down lost the, your the, article of clothing well, to uh, history. I lost. That's right. I don- donated it to Jurassic Park, which you know I, I'm fine with. I'll, I'll take. That's that. the best place. That's the best place to lose it, in my opinion. That's that's right. I'm it's, right there with you. And a pretty decent story too. It's a good story to have. Yeah, yeah. I picked up a new hat um, after after I lost it and said I survived Jurassic Park, but. Got a new hat out of it, so I'm fine with that. Exactly. Um, what do you know about Battle at Big Rock, my friend? Uh, I know I'm excited for it. Um, it's it <laughs> should be uh, pretty good. the The thing I like about Battle at Big Rock is it's going to be the first time that we get um, a tone. I think for Jurassic World three because um, that's post. That's the first really thing in canon story live action that we we're going to get. Um, post fallen kingdom and i think it's really gonna set the tone for what we're gonna see in jurassic world 3 depending on who directs it i'm hoping i'm hoping we get some some good direction out of it yeah this is interesting we don't know there's not a lot out there about uh the battle at big rock we only know very few things like it was first hinted at by the release of the dino rivals jurassic world toys with the phrase yeah. saying uh as seen in battle of big rock with the allosaurus and the, the pseudorops or whatever it's called yeah. um so we, it literally came out of nowhere and we're all wondering like what is this and Logically, we have to presume it's going to be a short film or like a, a five-minute thing you put in front of a movie, which what makes us think, like, what movie could it actually be? Since it's a universal right. project, it had to be like Hobbs and Shaw or something, right? So we right. expect something it to be like coming that. out sometime this summer. Hopefully, we find out more soon, but there's literally nothing known. I'm excited. Um, we did um, cover a little bit on Outpost. Um, just the, like the little that we've known so far uh, from the pictures that we've seen, there's going to be... A van uh, with some Washington D.C. license plates on it. So, I mean, it was. We think, I guess, from what we've seen, that it was filmed uh, in Ireland. Um, um, we know we have some reports that something was filmed in there. So, our, I mean, our guess is that it's it's Battle of Big Rock. It's our best guess at this point. Um, but there's that van. Um, there's a big kind of. I don't know if they'll use it, but where they filmed it, there's a mm-hmm. big mansion. Um, the Power Court Estate, I think, is what it was called. Um, and uh, animatronics, which is really exciting to see that we're going to get some animatronics in, in this short film. Yeah, speaking of animatronics, like we know that Neil Scanlon, Neil Scanlon is coming back for Jurassic World three, and he did Fallen Kingdom. His stuff was fantastic. So Very if they can good. even, yeah, if they can even do a quarter of that, like we're looking good for this short film. Um, aside from that, though, we know that Bryce Dallas Howard could be involved in this, right? maybe it's kind of up in the air and that interview she did i know she was like i wasn't there but she was kind of coy about the way she said it um she's really i guess terrible at keeping secrets which i'm fine with i'll take the secrets that that she talks about 
any day. But um, she kind of hinted that she wasn't there, but she definitely has some other stuff um, in the works. Like you said, she's she's doing that stuff for the ride, um, and she did some stuff with the Jurassic World Evolution video game too, which is yeah. She's exciting. honestly a really great ambassador for the franchise. Like I she think is. if she became the like the face of the franchise, I'd be more than okay with that. Like Owen might be like the main character, quote unquote. We know that Claire's supposed it's supposed to be her story, right? But like Owen's right. kind of like the main like marketing push. But like right. I love Bryce Dallas Howard as the face of the franchise going forward because it's she's so likable, you know. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I've I've never been um, sad or mad that she was a part of this. Um, she's she's put a lot of time. She's put a lot of effort, and she's so just from what I've seen her interaction with fans and everything has always been super nice, super engaging. Um, yeah. So I'm I, I'm more than more than happy to see her um, even pushed even harder for the for this franchise. And of course, Bryce Dallas Howard, her infectious laugh. I love her laugh. But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it when she was. Uh, like let's talk about this let's just do it let's get into this uh, let's get into it we know that the original three is coming back just based off what Bryce Dallas they've Howard said to. in the MTV interview yeah, like we know that they've got to That's... they've got to how excited are you that how excited are you to see Malcolm Grant and Ellie all together again hopefully I am ecstatic that this is I mean this is exactly what I would want to see out of the end of this franchise um, as long as they get the story right and they have like a, a really good way for them to come in um, I mean, I'm the the possibilities are endless, and this could be you know make for a really really good um, Jurassic Park six as Colin tweeted about, which I think is 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 a good thing if they can bring it back in a good yep. manner. Then let's I'm all for it. I'm all for it. What about I just you? What wonder, do you think? Like, are we gonna are we gonna see Grant, Ellie, and Malcolm interacting with dinosaurs again? Are we just gonna see Malcolm and like and the other two just like off on like the edge as like a small role? Kind of like Malcolm was in Fallen Kingdom, where he's yeah, just kind it's of it's like a talking bit, expository I, dialogues. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it it kind of I, it, it's interesting to me. So I went back and watched Fallen Kingdom pretty recently. Yeah, and um, my I remember thinking when I watched it for the first time that it the Malcolm that we saw in Fallen Kingdom wasn't really the Malcolm that I was used to. Um, he, I mean, he just seemed kind of like a different kind of character. Obviously, still Jeff Goldblum-y kind of thing, but it seemed <laughs> yeah. more Jeff Goldblum than Ian Malcolm to me. But when I went back and watched it again, I think what my hang-up was was I was looking at uh, him from a Lost World perspective, and I think okay. Lost World Malcolm is very different than Jurassic Park Malcolm. Oh, absolutely, I think, yeah. Uh, when I went back and kind of watched Fallen Kingdom and just kind of looked at him just strictly from original Jurassic Park it kind of fit character fit a little bit better and it, it was more cohesive to me um, which I kind of liked and so as long as we kind of get him you know back in that kind of mode or you know true Ian Malcolm mode then I'm, I'm more than happy and I think that we can do that with um, Grant and Ellie too I agree but I think my biggest thing is I want to see those three meet Blue and Owen I just want to see how yes. that entire interaction would play out because it could be so funny and like yes i think it just like the the scene writes itself you know oh i agree like I, you, there's no there's no universe where i can see where grant is just immediately on board with blue being out in the world or being just like existing just because of all the interactions <laughs> There's just, I cannot see that going well from the very start. Maybe, you know, maybe I can see Grant warming up and just kind of uh, getting back to 
kind of the the wonder of hey this is a dinosaur if we can get him back to that point then i think that's um that's going to be really really magical to see on screen oh, but just that initial meeting it's <laughs> i can't see that going well like i wonder what he thinks about owen and blue's relationship because that's such a like a tight and like it's like a it's like a, a man and his dog almost at some points right um, i wonder what he thinks about like just even that idea like oh you can't do that blah 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 but like, he sees it happen in his own like is it with his own eyes and it's like game changing right. for him i don't know i'm very excited I, to see what like they'll do with that i'm excited too because that's kind of uh i mean i know we can't cover everything um through these jurassic world stories but that's a part of the uh the the story the canon that i think is almost criminally under underdeveloped mm-hmm. is just like what these og characters think about jurassic world i know we kind of got that a little bit with malcolm and fallen kingdom um but yeah. it was so short and it was so quick it really wasn't a whole lot um, but just like I just can't imagine all Grant and Sattler being okay with Jurassic World after everything they've been through, and I think throwing them back into the forefront, um, like you said, could be a really funny, could be really uh, a good push for for the the canon. Like the the thing that excites me the most about the original three returning is how if we go back, I think it was like two or three years, maybe even four years at this point. Um, Colin Trevorrow said that Jurassic World was based off, I think it was Alan Grant's quote in the dinner table, on the uh, lunch table scene, and then mm-hmm. Fallen Kingdom was based off of Malcolm's scene, or Malcolm's lines, and then yeah. Jurassic World 3 is going to be Ellie's lines. I'm hoping that, I'm just fingers crossed, Laura Dern plays the biggest role, because I think yeah. I, there's something about Laura Dern, man. She's like, it's like electric. She's just, uh, your eyes just go to her more than like the oh, other yeah. two, which is incredible. Yeah, you can't get enough Laura Dern. I, I mean, it was to me Laura Dern was easily the best part of a, you know different franchise. But but the Last Jedi, I was so happy that that she got put in that role. Oh, yeah. um, uh, she was fantastic in that, um, and I'm really happy. I would be really excited to see her back as as Ellie Sattler because that's I mean that's the dream right there. That's that is the dream because you know the best Jurassic Park sequel we've gotten so far has been Jurassic Park three. Everyone knows this. Uh, guess who was in that? <laughs> Grant and Ellie. And guess what? Grant and Ellie are going to be back in the next one. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Probably. So yeah. we're looking at probably the best sequel already, just based off that simple uh, deduction. So and that I mean that's <laughs> sound logic crossed. to me. I can't I can't I can't fight that fight that one at all. <laughs> if we get that's, if we get right. Ellie Sattler back and. I don't even. I mean, do you think that they would put um, Grant and Sattler back together in some sort of like relationship after you know she was married? And oh man, I hope so. I really hope they do. It's like I love Jurassic Park three, but that was like the dumbest part the entire time. I hated it so much. It did seem to come out of nowhere. Yeah, this is your chance to fix it. Just make it, make it right, make the world proper again, please. That's all we ask. And what are they going to do with Charlie? <laughs> that Charlie can just, just be off. He's like university or some shit now. It's fine. He's, yeah, he's with his dad. <laughs> yeah, he's with, yeah, yeah, he's strange. Doesn't count. He's done. Yeah, I, I I completely agree. Put them back together. Throw Malcolm in the mix. Kind of hitting on Ellie again. And let's let's get the let's get the original characters back. I'm, I'm oh so my god, on board I love it. I love that. And I think that's a great place to end off this quick little introduction again to the in general podcast. Uh, of course, stick, stay in tune. Or stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for the next uh, episode coming in. I think next week actually, just to do a quick back-to-back, a, a two-parter, if you will, a one and two. If you remember that, guys, old listeners, ones and twos. That's right. Sandy's back. <laughs> um, Corey, thank you so much for joining me on this introduction to in general again. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is a blast, man. I love doing it. Anytime, brother. Anytime. 
Of course, we've been in general uh, 75. So listen to us more, please. We're back. I I promise you we're back. And for the best (laughs) coverage in the Jurassic World game, go to JurassicOutpost.com. Corey, thank you so much. Excellent episode. Thank you, man. Yep, thank you.